As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And it is, it is depending on God because he doesn't say like, okay, go have fun, do all these things and do it without grumbling. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I am here for you. I will help yeah. you. I will give you the strength you need. You know, nothing is impossible with me. And so we, we forget that we try to do it over and over again in our own strength. Welcome to Cultivating the Lovely. I'm your host, Mackenzie Kappa. And around here, we know that life is hard and we got to do everything we can to just make it a little bit more lovely. So it's my mission to bring you great conversations, practical tools and information, and a healthy dose of community to help make those things happen. If you want to find out more, you can go to our website at cultivatingthelovely.com, visit our amazing membership community at patreon.com slash cultivatingthelovely, or by connecting with me on Instagram, which is one of my favorite places to interact with all of you. You can find me at Mackenzie Kappa. Thanks so much for joining me today. Ladies, I have my good friend Trisha Goyer back on the podcast today. I think she is the guest who has been on possibly the most often. It's usually every year she's got some great book coming out at least once a year. And this year it is the Grumble Free Year. You guys, she took on this social experiment with her kids. She has 10 and her grandmother, who also lives with them. Some of the kids don't live at home anymore, but regardless, this was a huge challenge for them to take on, but it was so inspiring to read about how God used this challenge in their family and how we can be taking some things away from it. I absolutely loved what Trisha had to say. It's a funny read. It's got a lot of really compelling stories in it and crazy things, and we talk about some of them on today's episode. Plus, it's just so fun to get to chat with Trisha and catch up with her. You'll also hear me talk in this episode just about how Patreon I know I'm talking about Patreon again, but literally how it's been a saving grace to me in this season, not just because it helps support me financially, but because these ladies have formed such a community. There have been true friendships forged in the Patreon community. It continues to grow and flourish, and it's so welcoming to new people. And I would love to see you be a part of it too. I would love to welcome you kind of into this inner 
we're cultivating the lovely circle where we go even deeper into a lot of the things that we talk about here on the show and a lot of just life things that we're all dealing with and we want more information on or we want to investigate more or incorporate into our lives and sometimes it's fun things like makeup and false style and those sorts of things and sometimes it's the more serious stuff we're always sharing prayer requests and coming together every morning we've started the morning show back up a few weeks ago and it has been so fun and so rejuvenating for me to be meeting with all of these Patreon ladies every morning and getting to chit chat about both the deep and the fun. So if you would like to be a part of that, we would love to have you come over to patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely and see what we have to offer. Join us. It's only $3 to get in and be able to be a part of the morning show every morning and start getting involved in that community. So what have you got to lose? That's cheaper than a cup of coffee at Starbucks. So come over and join us. It's so much fun. And if you have any questions or you just want to connect with me more, see what's going on in my life and with cultivating the lovely stuff and kind of some a little bit more behind the scenes, then of course, join me on Instagram, which I usually try to post stories mostly every day, unless we're going through something really hard. But you can find me at Mackenzie Kappa on Instagram. It's a great place to send me messages and probably the number one place where you're going to get a pretty quick reply. So join me over on Instagram for that. But without further ado, let's get on with this episode with my good grumble-free friend, Trisha Goyer. Welcome back, Trisha. Thank you so much, Mackenzie. I always love chatting with you. I know. We, well, we were just talking beforehand. We we're like, I don't think we'll have any problem <laughs> filling the next hour with what we want to talk about. But I think, you know, we kind of have to say it like, welcome everyone to group therapy with, <laughs> with Mackenzie and Trisha. <laughs> because we are talking about Trisha's new book, You Guys Brace Yourself. It's the Grumble Free Year. And I was telling Trisha before this started that I was talking to the Patreon ladies this morning and that I was going to be interviewing Trisha today and what the book is about. And they're like, Ooh, we should do a week, like all about, you know, being thankful and not grumbling. And I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to do that right now. No, don't make me do it. So here we are. It is so hard. It is so hard. So hard, especially, I mean, as we will talk about in this episode, there's just so much real life happening for everybody, but I think that you and I have maybe had a little extra blow of real life that when you like have to try to grapple with that and still like be taking it to God and everything, it's just, it's a challenge. Yeah. And I, I think that's the thing is that like there's stuff that hard, hard, hard stuff and we give you the grumble yeah. or we can take it to God. And I think that's, yeah. that's where it, the metal, what's that, what's that term? The, no, something hits the road. I don't know. The rubber meets the road? That's it. Not metal. Rubber. No. Rubber hits we the road. We don't want metal meeting the road. Sometimes it is like metal scraping and yes. leaving sparks everywhere. Yes, it is. Yes, for sure. Okay, but before we get to that, I have a couple of things that I want to address with you. Okay. Okay. First of all, your grandmother's 90th birthday. Yes. <laughs> that you featured on Instagram. I love that woman. Oh my gosh. She is the most adorable thing ever. She is pretty sweet. She is adorable and she cracks me up every single day. She's saying something, doing something. 
Yeah. Oh my word. I was just like her witty little comments and everything. I was dying watching your videos that day. It was, I was so glad that you posted like throughout the whole thing. It was just, it was so funny and sweet. I well, the fun, yeah, she doesn't, she doesn't remember that she's 90. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And because she has dementia, like she can remember everything like from 50 years ago or 80 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Not, you know, like, so she'll say, how old am I? And I'm like, yeah. I still 90. I am not. Yeah. I am not 90. So she's she, just a crack up. She was so funny and adorable. I absolutely loved it. And then my other thing is you mentioned a lot throughout this book, like you've done some swanky things involving Hollywood and met some swanky people. And I'm just wondering if you could put in a good word for me with Zachary Levi. Oh, well, you know, he wouldn't give me his number. I don't know uh, why. I know you really should have pushed harder. I know he, okay. <laughs> this is so funny. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but he was way cuter even than he looks on TV. Oh. And I think he, you know, don't let my husband listen to this. <laughs> but I, I mean, he's one of my favorite actors. We love Chuck. Yes. Like Chuck is just like the yes. best. And, uh, but it's one of those, but like when he walks in the room, like, okay, let me, my face not turn red in this moment <laughs> as I am interviewing this actor. Yes. So yeah. He's pretty fabulous. I follow him on Instagram and he's delightful. Okay. So, so, so if I make that connection again. Yes. Yeah. Please. Instead of asking, I'll just like slip your number like, hey. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Look her up on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> great. Okay. But back to the real deal here. Okay. So you took on, I, re I actually remember when you told me you were starting this project. <laughs> I was yes. like, are you sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty big deal. You took on a social experiment of your, you and your nine children who were at home not grumbling for a year yes well it was eight kids grandma and oh, yeah. yeah okay so we had grandma in there too okay holy moly <laughs> <laughs> so where do you even begin <laughs> okay so it just well first of all why we did it is there is there was so much grumbling and you know I mean we dealt with the anger stuff which you and I have talked about before like you know bringing yeah. kids from foster care and just anger yeah. and exploding and all that stuff like and we got to a place where like okay we're not having like major explosions every day but yeah. it was like every time it's like okay it's time to sit down and do our schoolwork it's time to do your chores it was like ah and grumbling and complaining and rolling their eyes and like the the preteen or teen girls like rolling their eyes is, <laughs> that's like the one thing that really just ah drives me crazy and so even though, like, I'm not grumbling. I'm like, well, you're just rolling your eyes. Like that yeah. is the same thing. And so it's like, we have to do something about it. And I was talking to my agent and she's like, well, you should, you know, social experiment. And that's where it kind of got started. And I talked to John. He's like, yes, please. Okay. Um, and then we talked to the kids and some kids were like, yes, let's do it. And some kids were like, it is not going to happen. Yeah. Um, but I think the whole thing is we told them like, if we work on this for a year, like we know people aren't going to be perfect, but if we work on this for a year, we'll take you on a cruise, okay. um, which, cause they've been like wanting to go on a cruise. And like, we got the cheapest Mexican cruise that we can <laughs> find. Like, this is not like spending a ton of money, but yeah. it was enough incentive that when I that said, we're going to sit down and memorize this verse, or we're going to talk about this, or they were like looking ahead, like, okay, I do want to go on a cruise. So yeah. I, I will work on this. And I think that I mean, it doesn't have to be a cruise, but any incentive, like we need to give our kids motivation because yeah. they're not going to be motivated to change. I'm not motivated 
to change unless mm-hmm. I know the end result. And like my end result is I don't want my kids grumbling all the time. And their end result is like, okay, we'll do what mom and dad say because I really want a vacation. Um, yeah. So that's kind of how it started. Well, I, I loved just from the beginning. I mean, we'll, we'll dive into all this. Like you worked, you knew you had to kind of like work on yourself first and everything, but fast forwarding a little bit to when you actually like sat the kids down and did it with them the first day, I was just cracking up, um, that your first, that one of your daughters asked if you were taking notes because you're going to be writing a book on it. I was just cracking up that she was like keeping tabs, making sure (laughs) you're going to do your job. Yeah, exactly get this yeah. thing taken care of. But then when I was reading, cause you kind of, you all identified your own grumbling style. I thought it was kind of like the Enneagram of grumbling. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's grumbling personality was, I thought that was so smart and interesting. Well, it wasn't like I planned it either. So basically all the stuff I planned didn't work and all <laughs> the stuff that either came naturally or that I felt like God's like, do this or you know, pressing a scripture into my heart that I had to share. I mean, all that kind of stuff worked, which hello, of course, God would know what would work yeah. and what wouldn't. But that was basically, I sat down and I said, you know, we've got to work on grumbling. And I said, and it's not just your words. And so I mentioned the eye relief and yeah. slamming cupboards. And that's when they started jumping in like, oh, I do this, I do this, I whine. And so it was, it was really good because it got them aware of what they do instead of us always like pointing at other people. It made them look at themselves. And I think that was like a perfect way to start, even though I didn't come up with it. It just came naturally because everyone's like, oh, I do this and I do that. And so then they would catch themselves doing it because we had just talked about it. Um, And so I think it would have not worked if I would have been like trying to be the person with the whistle and every time someone did one of these things, but for them to be aware of themselves and what they do um, really, really helped. And even now they'll say, yeah, I'm the one that whines. I'm the one that complains. And, um, it made us, and then even me and John, they're like, mom, you gripe. And I'm like, yeah, I gripe. I gripe about their chores. I gripe about the muddy floors, you know? So Mm -hmm. it made me say, okay, it's me too, not just you guys. Yeah. Ladies, you know how I feel about products that we put on our skin. Largely, I want them to be as clean as possible. And did you know that deodorant is one of the worst culprits? Most deodorants we use every day contain aluminum, parabens, and other harmful products that have proven links to cancer. Hug Me Deodorant by Bloom is all natural, safe, and sustainable, and it works. Bloom cares about what we put into our bodies, and we should care too. So how does it work? Well, Hug Me Deodorant by Bloom, that's B-L-U-M-E, is made with probiotics. Isn't that brilliant? The probiotics encourage your body to make more good bacteria, and as a result, your body produces less bad bacteria so B.O. doesn't even exist. It lasts for 24 hours and doesn't have to be reapplied throughout the day. It's vegan and cruelty-free and leaves you with no smell, no sweat stains, and it doesn't just mask odor, it actually helps prevent it. It's rated the best deodorant ever by the New York Post. And you can try Hug Me Deodorant risk-free because they give a 30-day satisfaction guarantee or your money back. This is a product that lives up to its hype. You can check out Bloom's website, bloom.com, to read verified five-star customer reviews. And you can also check out Bloom's website for other safe, sustainable self-care products, including face wash, deodorant, and organic pads and tampons. 
Hug Me by Bloom keeps you feeling fresh and super huggable. Right now, my listeners will get 25% off their first stick and free shipping when you go to bloom.com slash cultivate. That's bloom.com slash cultivate for 25% off your first stick and free shipping. If you don't love it and feel amazing when you wear it, return it for a full refund. No questions asked. B-L-U-M-E dot com slash cultivate. Well, I just think that's so smart. And I think it's freeing for other moms to hear because we hear about like, oh my goodness, your huge family took on this audacious goal of not grumbling for a year. You must have like had this so well set up and been on top of things, but to hear like the things that you planned didn't work. And it was just like the in the moment and what God gave you and where things led themselves organically. It's a lot feels a lot more manageable to think about taking something on like that, that you don't have to have it perfect and get it totally prepared for that. Like God's going to make a way for it. Yeah. And I think it is, it's just that awareness, like uh, first awareness that this is a problem Mm -hmm. and then the awareness, like we can actually work on this and we can work on it together. And then to see like God showing up and different things happening. And you know, when there's times like the first three months, I'm like, okay, we are not changing. I yeah. don't know what I'm going to write about. <laughs> like this is going to be really bad. Um, but then when I did start seeing change, I'm like, oh my goodness. Like I just, I wish I had that on video camera because that child just did something without complaining. It was kind of growth for all of us as the year went along. And then we mentioned my grandma earlier. So she actually broke her back. Um, it started in August. In November, she broke her back. Oh my God. And we didn't find out till December and she was in the hospital and we got her home right before Christmas. And it was like for weeks, I'm like, I don't even have time to like think about that because I'm just yeah. like, she's waking up through the night. And I um, mean, it was just like, and then we still have all the kids and therapists are coming in and out to visit her and do therapy with her. And I'm like, okay, this is the last thing on my mind. But in the midst of that, as my grandma is laying there, and she would wake up because her dementia, she wouldn't even remember that her back yeah. was broken. Ugh. You'd have to re-explain. But she's in pain, laying flat on her back, can't get, get out of bed. And she's praising God. She's like thanking Jesus. And every time you say, how are you doing? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. God is so good to me. And thank you for taking care of me. And it made us realize like all of us, and I look at the kids and they look at me and like, we are complaining about I'm complaining because you left your Legos out. You're complaining because you don't want to eat the food I made. And she's in there with a broken back and she's praising God. And that, I think that was like kind of a turning point when we're like, oh my goodness, we are complaining about all this stuff that really doesn't matter. And I think because she she became a Christian, actually, I remember I was in the second grade when she became a Christian. Wow. And, um, and I saw the change in her and I see, I saw her like continually like praying and singing praises to God, but it was something like over time as she continually like retrained her thinking and just praise God and would pray about everything. It like, that's what is her natural inclination now to praise God. And it was just like, okay, this can be like, even though right now our natural inclinations are to grumble, like we can stop our mouths, control our tongues, turn our thoughts to God and we can change. Cause I saw her change. Like I remember being in second grade and her becoming a Christian and getting baptized and the change in her. So I know it, it can be for any of us. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. Like even with the dementia and everything, like, like you're saying, like that is what is truly at the core of her. Mm-hmm. That's pretty yeah, it's hardwired amazing. in. Like, yeah, that's where she turned to. And even when um, like she's in so much pain, 
that she couldn't even like tell us or talk to us, but like, she was just praying. Like she was just praying and thanking Jesus and wow. praying in Spanish, which yeah. <laughs> she grew up knowing Spanish. I'm like, wow, I can see, I can see that <laughs> reverting too. But you know what I mean? Yeah. That was really what was in the core of her. I mean, still like anytime I go in the morning, like, how are you doing? This is a good day. This is the Lord's day. And that's how she responds. It's not like yeah. I'm 90 and I'm in pain. <laughs> My knees yeah. hurt or whatever. I mean, that's how she responds. Wow. That's amazing. I've known a lot of old people who are not that way. So that's, yeah. that's amazing that, that, you know, that transformation, like you were saying that happened through that deliberate, like changing of the way you see things mm-hmm. is, is really powerful to think about. Yeah. And, and you talk about too, I mean, there's so many things in this book, but you talk about how, like when we try to make that change ourselves, it's futile. And learning how to let God do it is, is the most powerful part of it. Yeah. And teaching the kids to like, depend on God's Holy Spirit in us. Mm -hmm. And I think that was another thing where I would have these activities that I like, let's do do that. And it really didn't work. But once I realized like, oh my goodness, God's word tells us that we can turn to God and we can depend on him. And he's the one, like when we have the fruit of the spirit in us, we can ask him to change us and, Mm -hmm. and he will. And so once we started like switching the attention and asking God for help and asking God to give us patience and Mm self-control, that's when I started seeing a change. And I'm like, why did I think any of these activities would work (laughs) when it need, we need God's Holy Spirit. I need God's Holy Spirit. So of course my kids need God to help them. (laughs) And once I would hear them like praying and saying, God, can you help me today? And have self-control control. And I mean, it was like, wow, that, that really made a difference in my child's day and in our home. And it is, it is depending on God because he doesn't say like, okay, uh, go have fun, do all these things and do it without grumbling. Yeah, (laughs) He's like, I am here for you. I will help you. I will give you the strength you need. You know, nothing is impossible with me. And so we, we forget that we try to do it over and over again in our own strength. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and we've talked, I mean, we, we mentioned it already in this episode that, that we've gone through some things. We've had hard things that happened in our life, even this, in this year during mm-hmm. when you were doing this social experiment, like your grandmother broke her back and your husband was in the hospital yeah. and you know, like all these crazy things happened and you, life was still moving. There were still so many things happening. And I mean, there's a lot of things I could say about that, but I just kind of want to talk about the difference between grumbling about something and stating your needs and your feelings and, and what, you know, like conveying what you need and being able to have open communication. Like how did, how were you able to end up distinguishing the two? Yeah, that is such a good question because we all have hard stuff in our lives. And I think really it's like, what is your motivation So like when you and I, you know, before we even start recording, I'm like, how are you doing? Like, I care about you, Mackenzie. I really want to know how you're doing. So, and I'm praying for you and I try to keep track and I know what's like kind of happening in your life with the hard stuff. And like, I really want to know. Mm -hmm. And so if you're like, man, this is really hard. I'm not thinking, oh my goodness, Mackenzie's grumbling because really you're sharing from your heart. And so I think that's like the motivation. Are we just putting stuff on social media just to like get people to feel sorry for us or get attention? Or do we really like people that care about us know that this is really hard and we want prayers. And so I think that is kind of the difference or like John and I will sit in bed um, and we have, we have 10 kids (laughs) and every day there's something going on with one of our kids. Like 
guaranteed. There's yeah. an attitude issue we have to deal with. There's a hurt relationship. There's, I mean, big stuff that happens. And um, so every single day we're talking about it and we're trying to figure out what to do. And it's not like we're sitting there grumbling. And sometimes we're like, what are we going to do with this child? But the motivation is we are trying to figure out how to help them. We pray about it together. Mm-hmm. It's not like we're just sitting there complaining, complaining, and because that doesn't get you anywhere. Yeah. So I think really it is, what is our motivation? And um, are we eventually, like, are we turning it over to God? Yeah. Um, and I think it, in our lives, there are those things that um, we can be thankful about, but then there's some really hard stuff that we can mm-hmm. say, God, it is yours. Like, yeah, this is, this is really heavy. And I think we see that in the Bible, even with David. Like, he's like, my enemies are after me. They want to smite me. And I feel like a dog. And I mean, I mean, David in the Bible would get really low and then he would turn it around and say, but God, I trust in you. You are my fortress. And I think that is okay. Like we can share our emotions. We can share even the hard stuff, but then we're turning it over to God, not just complaining because complaining will not get us anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally, I love what you're saying because it's really easy to go to that place. And even like what I have just been going through and everything, mm-hmm. I I had to really think really hard about what I wanted to put on social media mm-hmm. during the trial, during the week after the trial. I mean, a lot of it was like, I was just too worn out to even <laughs> do right. anything. But then I was like, I didn't want to just be complaining. Like if I did come on social media, it was because I wanted to give some kind of update and ask for a specific prayer. But that was pretty much where I left it. I wasn't mm-hmm. going to get into just like the whining and complaining about it. And so I think then sometimes people are like, oh, you're just handling this so amazingly. <laughs> like, well, it's because I'm just not showing you and I'm like not getting right. out of bed, you know. But I think, you know, something you hit on in the book is focusing on the solutions instead of the problems. Mm-hmm. Like if you're just saying it to be talking about your problems and like complaining about it, but not wanting to take that next step of, you know, like I had to get to that point, even though it wasn't like in a day I did it. Like this was the week where I was like, okay, I've had my time of like wallowing in what was happening now. It's time to pick back up again. Like it's time to to move forward. What can we do in this waiting period of not knowing what's going to happen where we can make the most of our days and how can we turn things around and God, where can I let you back in? Yeah. And I think there there will be like those times where we just need to like, this is really hard and just like collapse into God for a while. And then we can like, okay, this is something I can do. This is a step forward. But then know that it's okay that if you have to collapse back into God again. You know, we've yeah. had broken relationships in our family and I mean, it's like, this is really, really stinks. And yes, I turn it over to God, but you know, p- there's people hurting other people, even within our own family. And yeah. you know, there is some days I'm like, okay, God has a plan where we're going to do this. And some days I'm like, that is just the biggest stinky thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just going to have a harder day. I'm still turning it over to God, but just know that our emotions are okay. And that's what yeah. I think with the kids. It's like, I, don't, I never wanted to say like, we can never grumble again. I mean, cause it's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. We just are going to help each other. We're going to turn it over to God. We're going to support each other. Cause there is stuff that's really hard in our lives. We can't yeah. just say from now on, everyone's just going to be happy and we're never going to complain again. Yeah. It's not possible. Yeah.
Ladies, I'm going to tell you about one of my favorite companies for helping me get dinner on the table easily, and that's HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit, you can get easy seasonal recipes and pre-measured ingredients delivered right to your door. That's the best part. And all you have to do is cook and enjoy. HelloFresh makes cooking delicious meals at home a reality, regardless of your comfort in the kitchen. From step-by-step recipes with pictures to pre-measured ingredients, I love that part, you'll have everything you need to get a wow-worthy dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes. So say goodbye to endless grocery trips and takeout food. HelloFresh has you covered. And they'll help you make deliciousness part of every week. You can break out of your dinner rut with HelloFresh's 20-plus seasonal chef-curated recipes each week. There's something for everyone from family recipes, which my family really enjoys, to calorie smart and vegetarian and fun menu series like Hall of Fame and Kraft Burgers. HelloFresh has more five-star recipes than any other meal kit, so you know you'll be getting something delicious. My family has loved, I think, every single meal we've ever gotten from HelloFresh. The most recent love that we had was their creamy Parmesan chicken spaghetti. My kids gobbled this up. We had enough to have leftovers the next day. We had it for lunches. It was so good, and I love that I can always trust HelloFresh to be giving us stuff that my family is actually going to eat, which can be a bit of a challenge. Plus, HelloFresh is flexible and fits your lifestyle. You can add extra meals to your weekly order, as well as yummy add-ons like garlic bread and cookie dough. I mean, they're going to cover everything for you. And you can easily change your delivery days, food preferences, and skip a week whenever you need to. So if you want to give this amazing service a try, you can get nine free meals with HelloFresh by going to HelloFresh.com CTL9 and use the code CTL9. That's nine free meals. That's incredible. By just going to HelloFresh.com CTL9 and using the code CTL9. I think part of it is like training for those hard things that are going to come. Like we're going to do our best right here. This is, I mean, obviously I'm just speaking from my own personal, like right. what we're going through right now, but it's like, okay, we had, we had the, the hard couple of weeks. Now we got to just pick ourselves back up in the waiting all the while knowing that that train is bearing down on us. Like that train is going to hit again. I'm going to be taken right. out again. It's going to get really hard again, but knowing that like, okay, I can, but I can turn that over to God, even though I don't really want to sometimes, you know, but then it's like, we'll, we'll come out on the other side and we'll figure out what step to take next, Mm -hmm. but not just staying in that, that grumbly place. Cause that doesn't do anybody any good. No, it really just gets our mind stuck in the mud and the muck Mm -hmm. and pulls us down and gets stuck in the darkness. And Um, I think that's where, you know, sometimes where we just feel like we can't get past something, it's because our thoughts will just keep circling over and over and over and over Mm -hmm. again on that situation. And we're just stuck and we can't move forward and we can't be a help to anyone else because we're stuck. And so really it is, I mean, it's daily for me, like taking my attention, like, okay, the house is a horrible mess. And some of the kids have, are having a really hard day, but I am thankful because we have a house. And, you know, we have an opportunity, even though it's hard that we, God has given us these kids to raise and, you know, whatever it is. It, I mean, I literally have to like stop and change my thoughts and yeah. turn them towards God and thank him for what he has given me. And like, sometimes it doesn't happen in three minutes. Sometimes it takes an hour for me to get my mind there, mm-hmm. but just know like once we move in that direction and once we thank him, once we think of what is one small thing I can do to take a positive step. Um, you know, it'll, it'll make a big difference instead of being stuck in that place over and over and over where we just feel sucked into the mud. 
Yeah. Well, and it's such a deliberate choice that you have to make. And it's interesting hearing you talking about this because just last week I was in with my counselor and I was talking about like, I'm dealing with a lot of anxiety right now. I wasn't having it for a while, but now with all of these things and these fears and unknown what's going to happen in the future. And, you know, I have been having anxiety attacks and she was talking about like, cause I said, I've, I've been distracting myself. Like I'll watch dumb shows or I'll read dumb books or, you know, like I'll do whatever I can to distract myself from feeling real things, but it's not, it's not enough. You know? right. And she was saying, you actually, like, if you can bring yourself to the present moment more, that's more effective. And mm-hmm. being in that present moment and saying, well, I am okay right this minute. And these are things I can be thankful for. And this, like, that deliberate shifting of your thoughts. She said, if you can do that when your anxiety attack is, you know, between a four and a five, then you can actually like physically calm your body down by Mm -hmm. making that deliberate choice to think a different way. But if you get past that, if you get to a six and a seven, then your body is going to go the full, you know, rampage of this anxiety attack with your heart racing and sweating and you can't breathe and all of that. They, then at that point you've lost control over it. Yeah. If you can, like you can actually control it if you just make that deliberate choice to change the way you're thinking. Right. And I think when we were dealing with the trauma from our girls, it's like, cause they were so used to just pushing, pushing, pushing everything back. Like mm-hmm. the way they dealt with it, like the trauma therapy was to talk about it, like yeah. to talk about it and to talk about the hard stuff and to talk about, well, what was a good time you had with your biological mom or what? And just yeah. bringing that in the present. So sometimes when I could see my kids like getting anxious and you could just see they're just on the edge, what's going on? They had a bad dream mm-hmm. or maybe it's their biological mom's birthday or whatever. The yeah. more they try to hold it in, it, it's like it explodes out because yeah. your body like has to deal with it. Yeah. But the more we could talk about it and even if they are still feeling hurt or sad or all these things, like you're talking about it, you're saying it's okay. Like, it's okay to be sad that I know it's your biological mom's birthday. I'm not hurt because you're sad. Like I want to be here for you. And the more we yeah. can do that and talk about it and process those things and pray about it. I mean, it does yeah. like our body wants to protect ourselves and it doesn't know how to do that if we're just going to keep shoving it back in or trying to. It's true. It's so true. Well, and I like like some of the things that you talked about in the book of just like making sure that you're aware of and excuse me, one of them was something that you had learned. And I think you talked about in your other book, was it Calming Angry Kids? what it was called yeah yeah um and it was you talk about like praising loudly but correcting Mm -hmm. softly Mm -hmm. and even like bringing that over to like praising them loudly for when they would catch themselves grumbling and like trying to draw more attention to the good choices they were making I think that's so profound and I think profound And that, I think that was the one thing, like if people say, just give us one tip to help our kids not grumble. And this is the one I always share is that start praising them when they're doing something right, Mm -hmm. because they'll want to do that more. And, or when they catch themselves grumbling and say, oh, I was grumbling. Great job for catching yourself grumbling. But I think so many times we grumble when our kids aren't getting stuff right. Like when they're, when they're doing their chores and I'm going in there saying, you're, you know, they're cleaning the kitchen. You miss this. You need to sweep this. Mm -hmm. You need to wipe this down. And I'm like, I sometimes I think like I'm teaching them, but really I'm grumbling about their yeah. chore. Like, yeah. why would they want to go ever do their chore if they know that I'm going to be in there just picking on them? And yeah. I, you know, my daughters have said that before. Like, why 
do you always tell us what we did wrong? Why don't you thank us? And that was kind of like, oh, you're right. I don't think yeah. I don't point out what you're doing. And once I went in there and would say like, oh my goodness, you are doing a great job wiping down this part of the counter. All of a sudden I could see my child like perk up and go, well, and then start moving stuff and really wiping everything yeah. down because they, I mean, we all like that. Like if I yeah. were just everything I did, if someone was to complain about it, um, my publishers or whoever, <laughs> I, I was like, uh, why would I want to do that? I don't want to put myself through that. It does take us like showing our appreciation and thanking our kids. And mm -hmm. then once I was like praising my kids and you're doing a good job, then when I would ask them, they would say, okay, because they know that I appreciate it yeah. and they're not going to be put down for their yeah. job that they're doing. And it, it was like a huge thing. And I think even now I have to keep reminding myself every time I find myself like doing that, picking at them, I'm just like, no way. I need to find the, even if it's a small positive thing, this one corner yeah. of the counter is clean right now. Great yeah. job. <laughs> you know? And and then yeah. they were like, oh wait, I could do, I could do better. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so good. I, as I was reading those things throughout the book, I was like, oh <laughs> yeah, I need to be, there's so many more things. Like, I think if I were to do this, I would have the hardest time with it because I would have to be that example and like, and be the one on top of those things. And it's, it's so important. Yeah. And it does yeah. get easier. Like when we started, like all of us were messing up. I could, I cannot tell you the amount of times I had to go and apologize. Like, I'm so yeah. sorry. I was grumbling. I'm, I know, and then say, I'm really stressed because I have a book due next week yeah. and I was taking it out on you guys. And then, you know, and I'm sorry I did that. And so just letting them know, like we are, we have feelings too, and we have emotions and it's not always about them, even though it seems yeah. like I'm grumbling about them. Um, that has actually been good about like just opening up communication yeah, and just apologizing. And then they're, they've been so good. Like we forgive you. Um, yeah. And then later they've come to me and apologize. I'm like, this is a good thing. And it is so yeah. hard like, to come yeah. before our kids and like, I am so sorry. I was grumbling again. Like, I know I just yeah. apologized yesterday, but here we are again. And it really does take humbling ourselves mm -hmm. to be a model to our kids. Yeah. I've, I've had that happen a few times lately where it's just <laughs> like, I was so stressed and I would have to just like get, like, I think Ellie was like, why are you yelling at me? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like it's yeah. it, no, you're right. You it's not you. It's me. I mommy mm -hmm. is stressed and frustrated and so I'm just like you're you're getting the brunt of it. I'm sorry. That mm -hmm. is my fault. I need to take that step back. And kids are so quick to be like that's okay, mom. You know, yeah. but if you don't acknowledge it, then they hold on to it. And right. then that becomes an issue. But when you acknowledge it, they're so quick to forgive and move on. And then like you were saying, come and start owning their own stuff too, which is so nice to see happening. Yeah. 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 It is amazing. Ladies, it's that time of year to be getting your Christmas cards ready and your personalized gifts for the season. And if you want a company that is going to make that process easy, create a beautiful product, and help you create something that truly has that personal touch that you're looking for this time of year especially, then you're going to want to go to Vistaprint because whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, you can spread more joy with custom holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. 
because you know how it is when you open a card or a calendar and see your friends, family, or even their dogs smiling back at you. It just feels like a special time of year. It also feels like the person cares because they put time and thought into making it. But guess what? It doesn't actually have to take much time at all. Here's all you have to do to create a holiday card. Pick a shape like square or rounded corners, folded or flat, and then choose one of Vistaprint's designs. They've got everything from fun and festive to gorgeous and eye-catching looks. Next, you can put your favorite picture right there on most of the options and even upload a great shot right from your phone. Then just figure out how many you need and order them with time to spare. So what are you waiting for? Don't leave it until the last minute. Vistaprint has hundreds of card designs from timeless classics to new trends. They also have custom calendars for gifts that keep giving all year round and are the perfect gift for that person who you just don't know what to buy for. All custom cards and calendars are up to 50% off right now. You can also upload your favorite photos right from your phone and save on mugs, canvases, and other photo gifts. Your satisfaction is 100% guaranteed or they'll make it right, either by reprinting your order or offering a refund. So this season, make more merry at vistaprint.com with up to 50% off holiday cards and photo calendars, plus great deals on photo gifts at vistaprint.com. Just enter promo code LOVELY50. That's vistaprint.com, promo code LOVELY50. Offer expires January 5th. Well, and I like how you talk about the witching hours too, like those times to be aware of when people are just more prone to be grumbling, when they're tired, they're hungry, like when there is a lot of stress happening, being aware of those things I think is so important. Yeah. And for me, it was Friday. It's because we homeschool all week, stuff gets left out. And then yep. Thursday night, I do my team mom support group. So I'm not home to like make sure chores get done. And so I wake up Friday and it looks like a bomb exploded yeah. in my house. And I'm like, ah, and just so upset. But like one of our daughters, for sure, if she doesn't eat, she gets super grumbly and complaining. Mm-hmm. And we can either say, um, you can't watch electronics tonight. You can't do this. And we can like discipline her grumbling or realize like, I just need to feed this kid. Like I'm late making dinner. She's really hungry and just, and, and realize like, I know that you're hungry. You know, I'm working on it. And she was like, I'm really upset about this. And I'm like, I know that you're hungry (laughs) and and it just helps them be aware. And then like anxiety, like again, those dates or certain times with some of my kids or one of my kids, if it's a new social, social situation the day before she's grumbling about everything because it's really, Mm -hmm. she's anxious about that new even one of my daughters was going to a bonfire she'd never been to a bonfire it's her basketball team so she just was like I could tell she was on edge and grumbling and I sat down like let's talk about the bonfire (laughs) like this is who's gonna be there this is what it's gonna be like and then she's able to deal with it and I think so many times we jump straight to discipline in our kids without really seeing like this is what's going on so I think it's just the grumble free thing has just made me so aware It's not about just getting right responses. It's like really figuring out what's going on in the inside and how can we help? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and the acknowledgement that it often is going to be the thing that takes a little bit more time, right? (laughs) A lot easier to hand out some discipline instead of like, first of all, reining myself in from being frustrated with that kid. And then going up and like taking the time to address that issue. I know with one of my daughters, like she just has these times where she gets super frustrated all of a sudden and kind of shuts down and gets angry and retreats. And like when I'm just frustrated with her, like, yeah, just don't slam that door or, you know, like whatever that it doesn't help the situation. It just makes it end up lasting longer. But when I 
take the time to be like, something's going on with you. Can I give you a hug? You know, that's usually not what she's expecting. And that's when she'll eventually like let those walls down Mm -hmm. and be like, this is the thing that's actually upsetting me with, which really has nothing to do with why she was grumbling in the first place. Right. Exactly. It was some other cause entirely. I mean, but you know, when we're having a bad day, like we're grumbling about our coffee's not made right or the person in front of us on the road. I mean, anything, it's just like when our mind gets switched into that mode, that's how we see everything. And so that's like, like, that's our kids do. And my husband always says like, they are little sinners, just like we're little sinners. Like we can't expect perfection from them. We need to, we need to help them and guide them and teach them about all these things. And it was really so good about just us like talking about, like we read through um, Deuteronomy and Numbers, which is a super long book about yeah. the Israelites just grumbling over and over. And they're like, we are so tired of hearing their grumbling. <laughs> and we're like, yeah. And God was too. And he said, you will not enter my promised land because of yeah. your grumbling. And so yeah. it just is like, this is a serious thing. It's yeah. like a serious thing that we need to address we just can't ignore but the more we do talk about it and notice these things and talk with our kids and work with our kids like by the end of the year and even now like we're still working on it it's like like we wrote the book and everything's perfect it's like we know where to start the conversation and yeah. we know that we could sit down and talk about these things and we we are more aware of it now the kids are more aware of it yeah so we can turn things around quicker than we did before sure Yeah, absolutely. You pointed out, well, you mentioned in the book a specific instance where um, some grumbling could have been incredibly prevalent. And I remember when you did this (laughs) and I was like, what in the world? (laughs) The Build-A-Bear incident. Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yeah. So I thought it was going to be a really great idea because it's summer, the kids are home and Build-A-Bear was having the pay your age day. Yeah. And so it was like, and so I'm like, oh, okay, we have, you know, a seven-year-old. I mean, this is like, you get a whole, that's like $30 bears. I'm like, let's go do yeah. this. Yeah. Well, we got there and there's a line, but still I wasn't thinking it would take that long. I'm like, okay, oh a couple of hours. I gave one of my kids my debit card. She went and got snacks, you know, and we're, we're like Facebooking it, like Facebook live. Yes. and like, this is fun. Well, then like. <laughs> three hours, four hours, five hours. And the hard thing was like the, the more, cause it seems like you're moving more at first cause people were leaving, but yeah. then the ones that like stayed after five and six hours yeah. are the dedicated, like we are going to get a bear. And I was, by that point, I'm like, I'll just take you to Walmart and buy any bear you want. Like, yeah. let's just go. And they're like, no, because they could see they yeah. can see the front of the building. Like we'd been in line, like waving around the mall. So now they could actually see the building. Like, no, we want to stay. And um, so by the time we got to the door, like the threshold, it had been nine hours. That like, is in insane. Line. And we ate so much mall junk food and like. Oh, they, I can't they even played, imagine. Yeah, they played games. They they found little coins and made up games and all the other kids in line and. So we're there and they're like so excited and they're looking in the store and they're like, we're the very next one it's in. And I could see the security guards like talking to each other and the manager came out and I just had this really bad feeling. You know, you just know yeah. like, yeah, this is not good. And so I'm like, are we going to be able to get a bear? And they came, the security guards like, ma'am, there's still a lot of people behind you. The mall is telling us we have to close in an hour. We have to get all these people through. And I'm like, oh no. So they said, you can get a bear, but we're not going to stuff them. Oh you my can gosh. come back another. And the looks on my kids' faces, 
after waiting nine hours was like, you've oh, got to be kidding. I can't imagine. And immediately, like, some of the little kids started whining. And I mean, we were exhausted. Like, we yeah. were just exhausted. And it was in that moment, I'm like, of course, the grumble for year. Like, that is yeah. seriously the thing that popped. Because we've been working on this for, like, nine months, ten months yeah. at this point. I'm like, of course, God. Yeah. An illustration of <laughs> our year. And it, it was like, I'm like, okay, guys. Remember, we talk about we grumble when we're tired, when we're exhausted, when we have expectations that don't get met. Like, this is our chance. And I'm like, we are the first ones to get flat bears. And I'm like, this is the best day ever. And like, all of a sudden, they're like, best day ever, flat bears. I'm like, we get to come back to the mall a second time. <laughs> but they were able to turn it around. That's like, amazing. They're like, can't the people behind us get the flat bears? And we get, I'm like, you know, that's not fair to them. I mean, yeah. yeah so basically, and I won't say there was no more tears like yeah. later, but for the most part, like we were able to turn it around and we got back in the car and we did this video, like best day ever. And we're like showing our flat bears. And really it was <laughs> in that moment because we had been working on it. And because we talked about being tired and being, um, you know, frustrated and not having things go our way, that that's when we grumbled, we were able to like kind of pull it around and make a joke out of it and like yeah. this is the best day and look at our flat bears and then we went to McDonald's and we we got hamburgers I mean more junk food on the junk food yeah. we've all eaten. <laughs> like, might like, as well you never get this much junk food in a day. So we were uh, able to like turn it around. It was like that moment like okay even though this has been hard and something like there's times I'm like this is not gonna work. It was like okay it did work. <laughs> like yeah it did, we were able to turn it around. Yeah that's I I still I that whole story flabbergasts me. I think I would have been that parent who drove by and saw how many people were there. I was like, nope, we're not well, going there. Yeah, not only so there's people that were there and then left and all that stuff, but there's people like when they told us we were getting flat bears, like I'm telling my kids, we can do this. And there's people behind cussing out the oh, security guard. Okay. I mean, you know, I'm like, okay, yeah. let's move on. So, yeah. I mean, the kids got a clear view of like the difference oh, that oh, our I'm... attitudes can make because there's people behind us that we're not very happy at Yeah. All. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can imagine. But I do have to say to those security guards, like, the mom with all these kids, like, really? <laughs> <I know. laughs> really? Couldn't you have just let her through? I mean, I come on. <laughs> Yeah, the people right in front of us, like right in front of us that we've been talking to all day long, oh, they went through. So that oh, is well. heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Yeah. It was like God just literally slammed the door. <laughs> yeah. Well, the funny thing too, when we went on the cruise, the kids got build a bears at the cruise. That's hilarious. On the ship, like our cruise that we did. And I'm like, look at, we didn't even have to wait in a long line. And you yeah. got a fluffy bear. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Talk about a full circle moment. It was. It's crazy. And did everybody get their own bed? Because you went on the cruise. You made it yeah. happen. You made, you actually completed it. So did everybody get their own bed? They all did get their own bed. But the funny thing is, which Nathan, he's the, he's the, well, he's, I think, 23 at the time. He's 25 now. Okay. But um, he is like 6'2". And the bed he got because oh, no. he, didn't, he didn't want to sleep on the bunks because they were like really bouncy. And he's like 6'2 and probably like 220. Yeah. He's like, I'm not. So he slept on this like half bed on the oh, ground. So like half of it. He did not complain. Like he did. He's really like our mellow child. Yeah. But everyone got their own bed. But poor Nathan had like a half oh. bed. But everyone got their own bed. Everyone loved it. They ate steak every night. And we had 
um, bracelets that we passed out and one like Florentina would she'll go up to anyone I call her Alexis in the book but she'll go up to anyone and talk and so she's passing out bracelets and this one guy's like what's this for and she was telling him about it he goes can I have some to take those to my kids at home and she's like sure he goes I have two sons and I didn't bring them on the cruise because they grumble all the time oh that's funny so it was just like my kids like see you are like spreading the word like about you know the difference that it can make when we choose not to grumble yeah that's amazing Ladies, you know how much I love a clean and green skincare brand and BioClarity is one of my honest to goodness favorites because they have products that just work. Their routines were made to help keep your skin looking young, healthy, and fresh using only natural and gentle ingredients. Personally, I love it because they have routines for both my kind of skin and my teenager's kind of skin. It helps clear up his skin and it helps my skin feel glowy. It reduces redness, hyperpigmentation. It has helped my skin to have a nice even texture and I love that I can understand the ingredients and they're affordable because clean skincare doesn't necessarily have to mean more expensive. BioClarity strives to create affordable options that are healthier for your skin and the environment. They have the two routines as I mentioned that fit your skincare needs. The clear skin routine for oily or breakout prone skin which is perfect for my 13 year old or the essentials routine which I use which is for normal skin and everyday use. Both routines consist of an easy to use three-step regimen that helps improve the look and feel of your skin and is packed full of detoxifying nutrients. The products are uniquely formulated to help nourish the skin with clean plant-based ingredients. The routines also include a super special ingredient found only in BioClarity. I love this stuff. It's called Floralux, which is made from the chlorophyll from plants. This special ingredient also helps with the redness, hyperpigmentation, and evening out skin tone and texture. And you can only find it in BioClarity. BioClarity really has everything you need to get clear, glowing skin, and their products are 100% vegan, cruelty-free, non-toxic, paraben-free, sulfate-free, and artificial fragrance-free, plus you get a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. So get healthier, more radiant skin by going to bioclarity.com. I absolutely love that Floralux, and even better, these products are actually affordable. And right now, for my listeners, you can save 15% off everything on their website. That's an incredible deal, but you need to enter my code LOVELY at checkout. So go to bioclarity.com and get 15% off everything on their website when you use my code LOVELY at checkout. So what, what ended up being the criteria for it being a successfully completed year and that like how did you break it to the kids like okay we did it we're really going on the cruise yeah well I think all along we told them like if you work on it we will take the cruise so it wasn't like you have to be perfect you have to but it just was like we knew that we were working on it we were working towards something we were doing this as a family and we're going to celebrate as a family um I mean I will admit like there was a couple times when I'm like if you keep that up you're not going on the cruise (laughs) but then I'm like this is not helping anything and so I cut that out but overall we just knew like everyone was working on it everyone was trying um everyone was doing better everyone learned things you know we memorized scripture together like we all went on the cruise so it wasn't like okay you didn't do good enough you have to stay yeah, yeah. <laughs> kid by kid you're like nope yeah this one's in that one's out yeah exactly oh, that's funny um I well I love that I love that you did it you took this on even in the midst of like hard things that happen just having that 
awareness because like you said, there are entire long books of the Bible <laughs> devoted mm-hmm. to why this is such a problem. Yeah. And I think it's one of the things we kind of just don't give enough gravitas to in our culture because there are so many other things, you know, right. it's like ah, grumbling, you know, but it really, it changes your mindset. It changes how you deal with other people. It's, it is a big deal and it matters to God. And yeah. so it should matter to us too. And we talk about that. Like when we grumble, we're saying, God, what you're giving me is not good enough. Yeah. You're not doing a good enough job of being God because I want this and this and it's not happening. Yeah. And so it is, it is like, you think it's just like the, the mumbling type of thing. That's not really a big sin, but it does go back to deeper heart issues. And I think yeah. that's what we all discovered. That's definitely what I discovered. Like, Oh wait, this is like going deeper yeah. than I thought it would, or that I wanted it to, but it was good. Like, it was so good to go through that and like have to really look at myself because I had to look at myself to help the kids. Yeah. Oh, that's always. That's yeah. kind of scary. <laughs> oh, wait, I have to do that. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. I take that back. Yeah. Um, well, I love it. I think it's a really, it's a fun book because it's just fun to follow your family through this process and, and all these wacky stories and how you guys got through it and what you learned. So I hope a lot of people get their hands on this book. Oh, it's fun. It's fun even getting feedback to like some of my launch team and early readers. Yeah. Like, my, my kids want to do this and my family wants to do this. I mean, so it is neat. Like that's what our hope is um, yeah. that other people will be like, okay, I need to work on this. Um, maybe they're not going to take their family on a cruise, but if they're just yeah. willing yeah. to work on it and um, know that they can, you know, turn their attention towards God and being grateful. I mean, that is like yeah. such a big thing. And you're doing a challenge. You told me I could direct everyone who wanted to do it with me and just say, no, go do it with Trisha instead. Yeah. So we are going to start um, the day after Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, so, you know, because I remember Leslie, who's 27 now, she was 10 and we were like doing the Black Friday shopping. And she's like, I don't understand why everyone is in the store just buying everything when we just talked about how thankful we were yeah. yesterday. <laughs> so, you know, we have our day of Thanksgiving where we remember how thankful we are. And then the next day we kind of forget how thankful yeah. we are. Yeah. And so that's when we're starting it. And so um, if they just go to the grumblefreeyear.com, there is a link and then they could jump on the challenge and then they're going to get emails um, throughout the next month, I think it's the 30 days that we'll just you know, give them things to do and reminders of, um, just how to be grateful instead of grumbling. I love that. Especially like heading into Christmas, mm-hmm. it can be a time when, like you're saying, a lot of people have like dissatisfaction. So yeah, yeah I think that's a, a really good challenge. And I hope a lot of people get on board with it. Yeah. I would love it. Yes. Okay. So it's been a little while since you've been on the show so what does a typical day look like for you right now? Oh my goodness. So <laughs> I am homeschooling six kids Wow! right now. So from my youngest is nine that I'm homeschooling and my oldest uh, twins are 16, almost 17. So okay. we are, and, and the nine-year-old has dyslexia. So we're still like working on phonics yeah. all the way to working on, you know, algebra two. <laughs> Oh and goodness. all these things. So it is quite busy. Um, but you know, we love, I love, I love reading out loud. We use sunlight curriculum. So I read out loud to all the kids together, even the bigger ones, like we're mm-hmm. reading Pocahontas today Aww. and they just, they love it. I mean, they just yeah. love being part of the read out loud, even though they don't have to. And then I, you know, break up individual time, um, with 
the different kids and do individual work. So that, I mean, that takes a big chunk of my day. Yeah. Before we start homeschool though, I love to get up early, love to have time with my Bible and my notebook and write scripture and just pray and have that time. Um, And then my grandma lives with us. So I'm either helping her or she does two days a week. She goes to like a senior center and I have to get her ready to go. And, um, you know, my husband and I try to catch a minute to pray in the morning. It's just, it's just a busy full life. I have kids in sports. So a couple nights a week we're doing that and sports practices. Um, and then, you know, just writing books on the side. (laughs) (laughs) That's just, that's just the thing. And and people always like, how do you do it? And really it is like squeezing in. If I have time after my devotions before it's time to start homeschool, I'll work on stuff or in the afternoon, work on stuff or record podcasts or all those things. So it's just, it's a busy season, but it's all good stuff. Like I love this time with my kids. I love that I'm able to encourage people, even though we have busy lives and, yeah. you know, right. And yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's busy and I have grandkids too. So yeah, <laughs> yeah we have time with them. Yeah. So how many book projects are you working on right now? Um, actually only one that I'm kind of working wow. on. So yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm working on curriculum for ah. progress movie. Okay. So that's kind of the stuff I'm that's actively working on. Other stuff is just I'm working. This book, The Grumble for Year, um, is releasing, and then at another book that just released right the same season, and it is a true story of a boy who survived the Holocaust oh. through a Kinder transport. So he's 87 now, Thomas Grauman. And oh, I saw the picture. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. So I wrote his true story. And it, it's a UK publisher. I'm like, how fun is that? They're Interesting. In yes. Yeah. So because um, he was rescued by Nicholas Winton, who um, was an Englishman that hired a train to go take Jewish children from Czechoslovakia. So he's very well known wow. in Great Britain. Um, and so the book released in the UK now, and then it releases in the US in January. So a lot oh, of people fun. don't know the story about him, but he's very popular and well known in the UK. So that's been fun working on that too. Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to have to get my hands on that one. I'll send you a copy. Oh, yes. I'm all about that. Okay. And what is one thing that you are doing in all of that craziness to cultivate loveliness in your life? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, You know, one thing that I love, and I think it is so important, and it is lovely to our family, is just taking time for family dinners. Mm -hmm. Um, So even with the busyness and, you know, running here and there in sports and stuff, we try at least like five days a week to have dinner around the table and everyone's there and they know, like, even if my husband is on a, cause he works from home, even Mm -hmm. if he has a late call, they're like, no, we'll wait for dad before we eat. So sometimes the food is like been sitting in the oven for 20 minutes trying to keep warm, but just that time around the table and it's noisy. Like, so even though it's not like lovely, like, we're using yeah. paper plates, <laughs> like there's yeah. not candles. It is just the loveliness of like in that one moment during the day, all of us around the table, we're eating something yummy and we have that time to talk. So yeah. that's kind of like the thing that I still try to cling to, even though we have busy lives. Yes. I like that. Well, and the thing I am trying to do, I mean, there's little things I've had to kind of just get on top of in order to keep my sanity (laughs) throughout Mm -hmm. all of this, like ways I've just had to take care of myself because if I don't, I would just be flat on my face. But one thing that I reincorporated this week that I had taken a break from was the Patreon morning show. 
And it sounds like so silly or whatever, but it is that thing that like helps me get going with my day. I'm an extrovert. I'm able to talk with those ladies on there. We have really formed like friendships and bonds in that Patreon group especially this past summer. Like I met Mm. with a lot of the women at like certain levels for one-on-one chats. And we have the cultivating groups where just smaller groups of women talk together on Marco Polo. And it's really been so fun to see like those friendships form and the encouragement and the ideas. And it's just been this like shot in the arm for me this week of meeting with those ladies again in the morning, even if it's only like 15 or 20 minutes it's been that thing that has really like got me going for the rest of the day and kind of like pulled me out of my funk. And so I am just so loving doing that again. Yeah. And I, I love that. And I think like that seems like something that's not natural, like pouring out when you feel so empty. Yeah. But I found like there'll be times like our teen mom support groups that I leave on Thursday nights, like I'm exhausted when I yeah. drive there. And like, I don't think I have anything to pour out to these young moms that are, you know, inner city little rock teen moms and I leave there like so uplifted because when we pour out to other people like God pours through us and it's just like it fills us up because he's he's pouring through us not us like pouring out and so I think that is a very lovely thing. Yeah, it's been fun. Even when there have been a couple of mornings I've shown up and just been like, I actually don't have any idea what I'm going to talk about this morning. (laughs) I'm just here. I'm showing up. So give me some ideas of things we can chat about. And they do. And we end up having these great conversations, even if they're over really stupid things. Like where do we find pants for our beanpole sons who are now in like men's sizes, (laughs) but they're too skinny to keep the pants up. Like where do we find them? You know, it's just been so fun to have those like lighthearted conversations along with more serious things and I just I love that about that group and yeah like you were saying just being open to being able to like pour out in whatever way it is and like start our days together so no I love that yeah well it was so good chatting with you again I am so impressed with this endeavor that you took on and it's just so fun to with like all these books about your parenting and family stuff to see the transformations that have happened in your family over these years it's so powerful it's amazing to see how god has had his hand in your guys's family and continues to work through it and i'm always encouraged every time i talk with you well you know i say if if any, if our family could do it, then anybody could do it. Because <laughs> we, went, we were doing a Facebook Live for like unboxing, and my kids are being goofy. And I mean, yeah. I'm like, see, I'm like, I'm serious. If these people yeah. could do it, it's like your family can totally, because like, we are so far from perfect. So yeah. I think that's an encouragement, our imperfect. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on again, Trisha. I'm sure it will happen many more times in the future. I would love it. Thank you, Mackenzie. Yeah. Bye. You know, Trisha and I both went into this episode with a lot of heavy things on our plate. We had a conversation before we got started and we were both just kind of like, oh, there is a lot going on. But man, it was so good to just get to talk with her. We both walked away from the interview being like, oh, I feel a little bit better now. It was like we could get some of that 
you know, heavy stuff off our chest and commiserate a little bit, but in a productive way with a friend that is hopefully going to be encouraging all of you guys to allow yourselves to give over these hard things to God and, um, and make the most of your grumbling, you know, in a, a positive way. Turn our grumbling around and, and not just focus on our problems, but actually look for solutions and allowing God to kind of take control of those things. It can be so, so difficult, but I am so grateful for the encouragement from friends like Trisha to take even these hard moments and look for where God is in them and how we can be gathering our strength from him um, and, and turning to him in those times. So thank you so much to Trisha for coming on. You can, of course, find links to everything that we talked about by going to boldturquoise.com slash 142. And that is where we've got links to Amazon and the book and all those kinds of things. And I just want to give a little reminder, especially as we're heading into the holiday season, if you're going to be buying anything off of Amazon, you can use any of the links to Amazon that we have posted on the website. And if you buy anything that you want to, you can be buying all of your Christmas toys or whatever it is that you're getting through any of our links. It doesn't have to be specifically for those products. And Amazon will send a little kickback back to us that doesn't cost you any more money. So I so appreciate when you use our affiliate links. It makes a big difference, as does leaving your ratings and reviews on iTunes. Thank you so much to those of you who have done that recently, or if you're about to, kudos to you because it makes a big difference to the show. Just head over to iTunes, give it a little, you know, five-star rating and review. One little sentence makes a big difference to other people being able to find the show. Of course, as always, find me on Instagram at Mackenzie Kappa. I would love to chat with you there and interact with you about my stories or my feed that doesn't get updated often enough, but I am there and I would love to be able to chat with you more. All right, until next week, go be bold and gracious. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.